0: bolts baby i'm in the fucking city of champions oh come on (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to that's hockey talk uh joining me as always uh bubba gumpino our resident dallas stars fan who is fired up let's go the dallas stars are in the stanley cup final and the newest and maybe strongest and loudest tampa bay lightning fan aq shipley now living in tampa as a member of the bucks aq how does it feel to be right in the center of it all
1: i mean i couldn't be more happy to have spent parts of both parts in both cities of the city of champions we got tampa we got pittsburgh i just i just live in city of champions that's where we're at
0: unbelievable i i declared it on the last episode that the islanders were dead when they were down 2-1 they held on they got a few more games out of it but here we are the final we all knew was coming we all knew it was going to be dallas and tampa from the very beginning from when these guys all shipped up to the bubble uh, jamie ben knew gump as you
2: sent us the video of him coming into town he had a huge bag what did he say said we're here for a long time we're not going anywhere he knew and he didn't point he's been
0: leading the way the captain of the Dallas Stars uh he's led all forwards for dallas 18 points eight goals 10 assists in 21 games and a big series against vegas after somewhat of a slow start for him he had five points in five games against vegas but the series kicks off uh tonight saturday september 19th 7:30, and then it's going to alternate every other day it's gonna be monday wednesday friday and then if we need it saturday monday wednesday all the games will be at 8 p.m on nbc except for tonight's game starting at 7 30 uh of course all these games being played in Edmonton the teams had all moved to the Edmonton side of the bubble situation for the later rounds uh it's been a while since Dallas has been here the last time they were in the cup final was in 2000 they lost to Jersey the last time they won was 1999 the infamous Brett Hall skate in the crease goal against Buffalo uh the Lightning a little more familiar territory again the the lone championship back in 2004 but uh First of 10 NHL franchises to debut in the 90s or later to reach the cup final three times. They they were here again in 2015 and now, of course, in 2020. How do we feel going into this matchup? Uh, who we we liking so far initially before we get into all the stats and all the
2: info? What's, what's just gut feeling telling you guys? I know you've been waiting for this for a while, AQ, so I'll let you go yeah I mean I, I
1: I think this is nice. We kind of got bookends right here rooting against each other. This will be a fun little fun little matchup. I mean, uh just being down here seeing the go bolt signs everywhere you look. I mean, this city's on fire right now. so um you know, they got a ton of talent. They obviously expected to be here. Um, I think it all started with that little video they put out, the old, the old D2 on a remake on jet skis all around the Bay. I thought that was awesome. They knew it then. They knew it now. Um, here they are. But Dallas is super tough. I mean, their goalie's been standing on his head this entire playoffs. Um, they're getting contributions from guys that I don't think they expected from. Alexiak's been incredible, which, I mean, when was the last time you could say Alexiak was incredible? um so this is gonna be a heck of a matchup it's gonna be uh fun to watch for sure and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna go six or seven i mean it's gonna it's gonna be a fun series to watch
2: yeah i think we're in for a dog fight it's classic favorite against the underdog but the stars have been doing it this whole time you know what i mean i counted about against colorado everyone counted about against vegas before it started they just keep on trucking I think Rajalov will have to have a big series. He's stepped up a lot, maybe not on the point so much with Vegas, but he has been pretty steady, which you couldn't say about him earlier in his career.
0: Yeah, surprising. Uh, er, earlier in his career, before he went to the KHL and came back, you know, he had the issues with Nashville. And he was kind of that guy, that just that Russian mercenary who could score and, and wouldn't really play a whole team game. And he gets caught with the curfew being out late at night, blah, 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 maturity issues. And then now he's like a whole new person. You know, He's committed. He's playing two-way hockey. Uh, it looks like he's having fun out there. Looks like he likes the guys he's playing with. And he's just been a godsend and a blessing for the Stars. You mentioned it, uh, classic heavy favorite against underdog Tampa Bay right now on FanDuel at minus 195. So damn, they're almost $2 favorites to win the series and stars at plus 155. We did a little bit of digging on some of the trends here. Dallas is under in four of their last five against the Islanders, Who? or I'm sorry, Dallas is under in four of their last five uh, against Vegas. Uh, a strong, talented team with good goaltending on the same on the same side of things. Tampa Bay was under in four of the last five with the Islanders. You know, a solid team game with that good goaltending. So I think, like you guys mentioned, this is going to be a tight series. I don't think we're going to see a lot of overs. I think you're going to see a lot of tight one goal games. And to, go, and to back that up, the stars are 19 and 4 as puck line dogs. So if you're looking for something to chase there, that might, be the, that might be the trend. I was going heavy on Tampa as puck line favorites, trying to close out the Islanders, thinking they would get one, be up 2 to 1, and then get an empty net or to seal it. That never ended up happening. They ended up going to overtime so many times. And then on top of that, Tampa is 6-1 and one in overtimes in these playoffs. So I think it's going to be super, super tight. I'm taking – I just – I'm taking the Stars, and I'm taking them in seven. I'm taking the Dallas Stars in a seven-game series. I think there's going to be do you a lot of think, in do one you goal think games.
1: that the layoff will have any negative effect on
2: dallas i don't they're 41 and 17 their last 58 with three or more days rest gumpy trends here we go there's a gumpy nugget dropped from the sky for you but but like you said i mean you look at you look at the stats the stars nine and three their last 12 as a dog you look at you look at the lightning 36 and 16 their last 52 as a favorite like it's just the ultimate matchup so what
0: here's here's Sorry. why I'm, I'll, I'll tell you why i'm leaning dallas and i didn't really know this i just had to do a little research and i found this out so rick bonus was an associate coach with the lightning uh from 2013 to 2018 so he was with john cooper when they went to that finals run in 2015 so he knows his team inside and out okay he's gonna be feeding his guys all kinds of info hey here's how you get under this guy's skin here's how you pester this guy this is what pisses this guy off and he was there Vasilesky. He knows he's going to know Vasilevsky pretty well. Uh, and and uh, what's Cooper actually credits bonus for teaching him a lot about the league, uh, I just think it's like a team of destiny thing. And I know we said that last week about the Islanders and Tampa, who is the team of destiny because Tampa could become the first team since the expansion era to be swept in the first round and then come back and win a Stanley Cup. But I like – I like the attitude, and I like. I think uh, Dallas is going to be able to bully Tampa a little bit. I think they're going to be able to boss them around, and I think this is going to be another trying series, like it was with Columbus for Tampa.
1: Oh man, I don't know. I think, I think it's uh, coming off last year. We all kind of have been doubters or questioning Tampa Bay, right? I mean, I think that's you. You, you were wondering what team was going to show up this playoffs. And I think they've proved a lot of the naysayers wrong. And they've done it without arguably their best player, right? Good point. We don't –
0: Stamkos hasn't played yet, and we don't know if he's going to be back for this series. I did see a tweet that uh, he's still rehabbing. They haven't ruled him out to return in the series, but he's definitely out for game one at least.
1: So he's out for game one. Um, but that's nothing new to them. I mean, I, I don't know if that's been inspiration to them. I don't know if that's been motivation to kind of ha- have the rest of the guys kind of chip in a little more. But Vasilevsky's been who we all thought he would be, I think, for the most part. I mean, th- he's, he's been fantastic. The games against the Islanders, they were dogfights. But it, it's not like they ever gave in. I mean, there were plenty of times where they had the leads and gave it up and ended up going to overtime. They still find a way to come through. So, um, it's i don't know i mean i think it like 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 we've all said like dumpy said i mean it's it's going to be a dogfight. i can't sit here and say that you know one team's going to get pester one team's gonna get pissed one team's better one team's not i think it's just gonna be fun as hell to watch this series
0: play out you mentioned vassy he's the only guy that's played every single game for his team uh, 19 straight postseason starts 14 and 5 with 1.82 goals against 931 save percentage damn good in the playoffs he's a monster but on the other side the flip side arguably the mvp so far the stars run anton hudobin dobby no one saw this coming i don't think uh, gumpy was all bummed out early in the year when ben bishop goes down and is he is he gonna be uh the, the unfit to play status is he gonna be able to bounce back we saw him come back for one game and just get lit up i think it was five goals in that game he came back for but dobby's out it down 12 and six with a 2.62 and a 920 save percentage and one shutout, and he's looked unbelievable at times Uh, Listen to this. Two or fewer goals in eight of the past nine games. That's how those Mm. tight games we talked about. He's won eight straight games in which he's made 30 saves or more. So he's Mm. loving the puck right now. Throw it all at him. It doesn't matter. It seems like the more pucks he faces, the stronger he gets.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I was wrong. I was very wrong. I thought Bishop was the only way the Stars could get anywhere in this playoff run. But, I mean he's been incredible.
0: Well I don't think you're alone in that Anton Hudobin for the most part has been a career at best split start kind of guy definitely a backup so I, the, this was shocking to everybody pretty much but he's like it's like this feel good story right he's a guy that apparently all his teammates love you never hear a bad thing about him and and it seems like one of those things where they're trying to do this for him as much as he's helping them out it seems like they're reciprocating they're, they're playing extra hard in front of this guy they're blocking shots they're getting in lanes they're playing that gritty game.
2: It's seems like every year in the NHL playoffs, there's always that one random goalie that gets hot yep. and their team goes on a run. OK, so let me ask you this. Uh, we, we've looked at all kinds of
0: numbers and stuff here so far. Let's go to the superstitious aspect of the thing. You guys saw it after the conference finals. Uh, the lightning touched the Prince of Wales trophy. They grabbed that thing. They snatched it up. The stars didn't touch the Clarence Campbell trophy. Big deal? Not a big deal. Who cares? Ah, uh, who cares? Or, or are we getting superstitious with this thing?
1: No superstitions. Uh, they don't give a shit. Let's go. Let's go. Would you touch Campbell? it? Yeah, I'd touch it. I mean, it's, it's like. I mean, it, you, you worked your ass off to get that. I mean, I get the superstition, I get that side of things, but it's like i mean you work your ass off to get that trophy and i know it's not the end all be all but man like pick that thing up celebrate for a minute then let's get back to work
2: especially being in the bubble like they have been for this long you got to celebrate something i'm with you there aq yeah so if you're listening to this and you're a
0: new fan of the game and you're just watching for the playoffs for the first time uh the trophy is obviously awarded to the conference winners after the conference finals it's been a long time superstition for a lot of teams not to touch them because they believe that's not the trophy you want the one you want is the stanley cup and hockey obviously very superstitious sport a lot of the players have crazy crazy superstitions or even just routines if you want to call them a lot of guys will call them routines and it's it's been a, a back and forth thing every year. Do we touch it? Don't we touch it? I I think I'm all for it. Go up there and grab that thing. Like you said, Gumpy, they've been working their ass off. They're away from their families. Although I guess some of the family members could come into the bubbles now. But at that at that point, just go up there and grab that thing. You know, you worked your ass off. It, it, get a little bit of a reward and now feel good. Whatever whatever you've been doing, I'm I'm a big consistency guy. Whatever you've been doing up to that point, keep doing it. Don't change a thing. So if if they've been kind of like you know relaxing after the games and not and not getting too in their own heads and if that's your game then go out there and grab that trophy and pick it up and, and you know don't don't take a lap around the ice with it don't treat it like it's the cup but you know celebrate a little bit you worked you worked hard you worked your asses off uh the other trophy that we got to talk about the con Smythe. who do we think is going to be the mvp for the entire playoff run here because remember it's not just the f- like a final mvp this is about the playoff MVP. This is about all the series combined. I got a couple odds here. We pulled from FanDuel if you want to lay a bet down. The favorites right now, Braden Point for Tampa, uh, their leading point getter at plus 230. Miro Heiskinen in second for Dallas from the back end. He's been having an unreal run for a defenseman as young as he is too. I think he's 19 years old at plus 380. Kucherov, who you figure you know that, that lethal Russian sniper for Tampa, plus 450. And then Victor Hedman, I love Love these odds. Victor Hedman at plus 450. Nine goals in the playoffs so far for Hedman, which is just unreal for a defenseman. I think he's the third highest scoring total for a defenseman coming through. And then uh, you got uh, the previously mentioned Anton Hudobin at plus 700, and then the captain, Jamie Bennett, plus 1400. Any of those guys stick out to you as MVP who you like and who you're taking? I'm all in on Hedman. Even though I picked the stars to win, so it's going to be tough for the losing team to get the MVP. But if Tampa wins, I would take. Edmond, if the Stars win I kind of like Udobin even though they don't give the consmite the goalies a lot of the time I, I like his odds there at 700 and I like what he's done to earn it
1: yeah I mean I'm with you there I mean I, I, I like Edmond a lot I, I think Braden Point has had an unbelievable run this playoffs I mean if Tampa wins I think you gotta I gotta you gotta think long and hard about him um, I like the goalie you know in Dallas for sure I think uh if they win I think it's got to go to him. I mean there was some there was a stretch of, of play where I think they're the only that I mean he's the only reason they won. Yes. I mean I, I mean oh, he played far. unbelievable there yeah. for a stretch especially in that Vegas series. Um you know it's it's very interesting to me like listening to those odds and I never really you know thought about it because you it always goes to the star player Crosby I mean yep. was, you know I mean he he wins it every year. I mean maybe not necessarily even as the best player in the playoffs, but because he's the star player, so they're going to give a long, hard look at Kucherov. But goalies need to get more mentions in this thing. Man, it's crazy that like you don't even have Vasilevsky listed in the top seven there. That's unbelievable.
0: No, and he's on there, and his odds his odds are pretty long. I mean, I think it was plus seventeen hundred. I think, That's crazy. Uh, which is possible. But I think I think we're right though when you look at it. I think it goes point, and then Headman, obviously there it's just a longer it's such a long shot for vasilevsky to win this i think kudoban's got a much better shot if you're banking on a mm-hmm. goalie to do it but then again who knows if vasilevsky comes out and gets two or three shutouts in the in the final does that flip things has he done enough up to this point i'd say so with a 932 if he comes out and puts on a, just an unreal performance i think he could climb up those rankings very quickly so it's not a bad idea to throw a couple bucks down now on it
2: yeah i think ben I like ben would have to do something very special to bring it home for the whole playoffs it, and It's wild, too, because you think about it like Ben is leading
0: the team in points through the run. But in my mind, Pavelski has been the guy okay. because I think it's more about the timely scoring that he's done and just the way he's kind of changed that team. They seem to be a team that was, would fall apart in years past. And in him coming over this year from San Jose, they, not being able to get over the hump, not being able to get it done. He just seems to have brought such a different atmosphere, culture, a little bit of jam. And he's the guy that's going to go to the front of the net. He's so good at tips, so good at those net front deflections, screening the goalie. He's kind of changed that whole culture, that forward group. And uh, Sagan, all the talent in the world, not even, not even on the list here as far as uh, favorites go. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't count out Pavelski either. I don't even know what the odds were. He was so far down low. But, like, if, I'm a, if I was a writer and I got a vote, that guy would be getting one of my votes.
2: Well, him and Corey Perry, when they signed them, no one even thought about it. It was kind of just, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, demise. Perry was a guy who, arguably, you were like, is this guy even going to finish the year? And like, man, he's Corey Perry has been incredible for the Stars this run. Huge, huge asset from some veteran players. So
0: that goes to show you those, vet, those veteran players still have some life and some legs in there. And uh, with the new CBA rules, I think you're gonna see a lot more teams taking chances on vets, not being forced to have their uh, contract on the books over the age of 35 if they end up retiring. Uh, John, uh, on that point, veteran players outside of the finals, uh, some big news in the, in the world that we were not expecting. Eric Stahl getting traded from the Minnesota Wild. He'd been there, I think, four years now, I think, and just still putting up great numbers. I think everyone thought he was on the backside of the career, which he obviously is, but I think everyone thought it was the twilight of his career that he was winding down. I know he's building a retirement home in Minnesota, so this was quite shocking, but they needed a culture change there. GM Billy Garen comes in, just tosses a hand grenade in the room, all right, stalls out of here. He goes over to Buffalo, and they get Marcus Johansson in return. I know Buffalo was looking to bolster out their center ice position behind uh, Jack Eichel. But I I was kind of surprised that it was for Marcus Johansson, who's a good player, good two-way player. But he's not really on the level of an Eric Stahl. And I think this was more about sending a message to the Minnesota guys more than it was about uh making an actual legit hockey trade because Johansson will fit in and he, he's not going to ruffle any feathers in minnesota and he'll be a good player for them but i, I don't think he's taken over that second line center and, and Stahl was arguably the number one center in minnesota they're trying to f- still find a number one center
1: so i i always find these trades interesting especially when you're not getting like an even for even trade i feel like i feel like minnesota loses this trade and like you said you say that you know, it's more to send a message to Minnesota players. I find those, those trades always interesting, no matter what the sport, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the locker room looks like, because I don't really ever think the message gets to the players like, okay, cool. Like we're going to, we really need to pick up our shit. Like, in fact, especially if stalls, a super big guy in the locker room, like the rest of those guys are going to be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, like it's not going to be like a oh like hey listen we better pick up our shit because we just traded one of our best players it's gonna be like wh- why the fuck did we do that right so um I-, I never really understand or get those types of trades and you would have liked to have seen minnesota maybe get something either whether it be a better player or something else in compensation but um the move was made and like we said i mean Marcus is not a bad player by any means he's going to go in there he's going to fit in well he's going to play well he's but he's. He, I don't think you saw an upgrade in that move. So um, when when you see a blockbuster move like that that doesn't make a ton of sense, you always kind of roll your eyes and question it a little bit.
0: It is an interesting dynamic, and I'm glad you mentioned it because in previously when we talked about trade deadline, we've talked about teams that are kind of making a push and they're playing well, and then the front office goes out and adds a adds a veteran player or an impact player. And you and you've said before too, like that can give a boost to the locker room that inspires guys to say, hey, look. The front office believes in us, the owner believes in us. Let's go out there and and let's let's show them and and they're rewarding us and that's awesome. So it's interesting to hear that flip of the dynamic that when the team's struggling and they send someone out, you don't really you kinda just shrug your shoulders and like, oh, not really that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, no question. I mean it's it's such an interesting dynamic, and I think the one thing that GMs when they get into positions don't take as much um, into the equation as they should is chemistry right yeah like you may have i mean i think to be honest i mean in so many situations you could have on paper a, a lesser team right on paper but unbelievable chemistry across the board and they're going to help play the team that has better talent on paper with less chemistry right like so like there's so much that goes into this whole thing You again you don't know how it's going to play out you don't and when you make these moves i'm sure they obviously had a reason for it, but it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I
2: don't think you can ever underestimate losing a veteran presence like that in the locker room either. That's, that's massive.
0: Well, uh, that's, again, on the flip side, that's huge for Buffalo because we talked about the Minnesota aspect of things, but Buffalo needed that. They needed a guy who's been there, done that in the Wanna cup. He comes in. He can take some of the pressure off of Jack Eichel and give Sabres fans something to look forward to. Oh, here's that here's that uh, second punch we needed uh, so it's not all just on one line. We're not a one-line team anymore. We can spread out the offense and balance the lines a little bit. But that's got to be tough for Stahl. And you, and you think, too, like Minnesota, he – now, granted, he's Canadian, but he's obviously putting down roots there. He's He's been there a couple of years now. He's a big name. He's he's building his retirement home there. I guess it's not too late to do this, but apparently he was kind of pissed off about the whole thing. He found out about it uh, not from a call from the team. He found out about hmm. it through social media, which is tough. But, like, that's a guy who – years down the road, he can be like an ambassador in the community. He can be – he can represent the wild. You know what I mean? And now it's – is that jeopardized? How big of a deal is that, AQ? Like I, I know as a – it's probably not a huge deal, but you got to think in Minnesota, hockey crazed town, to have Eric Stahl stick around and kind of be like uh, a spokesman for the team. And, you know, I, I feel like that plays some role. It, it plays a
1: huge role. And that's – I mean, you're seeing it. In a couple different places this year. I oh, mean, and, I and then the free agency. Like, like we're, we're, let's talk about Vegas. I mean, Mark Mark Andre Fleury is the face of that town. Yes. I mean, there there isn't a casino, a building. I mean, I, I mean, it was a forty minute flight away, so I spent plenty of time in Vegas. And you go into everything, and his face is plastered everywhere. I mean, he's literally the spokesperson for that team. And they're just like, "Fuck it, goodbye, see you later." We got a new goalie. Like, I, I don't, I don't get that sometimes because, again, like. Going back to the chemistry thing, like, I'm sure he's super well liked in that locker room and guys are going to be like, what is happening? Like, what is happening right now? You know, so uh, there's so many things that play into effect and and, and can change the dynamic of a locker room. And I think that's one of them.
0: And to go off of what we just talked about, too, with Dallas bringing the veterans Pavelski and Corey Perry uh, and Corey Perry, like like, guys pay attention to that. And when it comes free agency time, and if you're a veteran player, and you see a team do something like that, it's kind of trade a guy without giving him warning, without kind of working with them and get rid of them. They're gonna like, what's their incentive to come play there? Oh, if I don't get up the snuff in the first twenty games of the year, they're just gonna ship me out of town. Like I don't want to sign there. So it, I, I I I get what Garen was trying to do. And he's, he's being aggressive here. He just got out from under Jim Rutherford, saw how much success he had with that type of situation, just shaking things up and trying to – but, like, maybe too much too soon. I don't know. I, 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 I was very – it was an eyebrow raiser. It was a head scratcher. Very curious to see how that works out for the Wild. Uh, but good for the Sabres. They get a hell of a player. Uh, all right. Uh, officially on the record here, let's do it. Uh, I'm going Dallas Stars in seven. Who you guys got?
1: Lightning in six
0: stars and six there you have it enjoy the games tonight thanks for rocking with us all year long uh go on the youtube check out some clips we're going to post youtube.com forward slash pat, the pat McAfee show uh go to the store store at we got some merch in there i believe there's a dallas stars cheat code in there uh i know we got the tampa cheat code in there uh and then we'll be updating one of those whenever someone wins a cup we'll be slapping the cup on that thing patty Mac, what's going on
3: Guys got fucking buzzsawed by the Saints, huh? Let's talk about it. What's going on? Are you guys all right down there?
1: Yeah, we'll be fine.
3: <laughs> we'll be fine. Oh, I, did, we'll I be didn't fine. know. I, I didn't know. We'll be fine.
1: We'll be fine. You guys want me to come down there and give a speech? I'll come down and give a speech. No, the Saints are pretty good, though. I'll tell you what, man. It is a weird, 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 weird without fans. And that crowd noise is about as quiet as... Uh, a sound machine in in my kid's room. Like, it's literally, like, you can hear everything. It's wild. Justin Tucker, I talked to him the other day, and he said, because
3: I asked him, I'm like, why is, he obviously isn't missing. He actually kicked one through, and as he was kicking it through, he screamed, still fucking (laughs) God. So he is, you know, I asked him, I was like, why did people stink at kicking? And he was like, he said, the no fans is a lot weirder than I thought it was gonna be. He said it was was weird, it was just different. It was very, very weird.
1: Well, you know, like, whenever you go and play like uh you're you're on you're you're sitting there and you're you're on varsity let's say basketball right in high school and you're sitting there waiting in the stands while the jv plays and it's like every time like your team scores it's like hooting and hollering and then the other side kind of does the same thing well the practice squad guys for like the saints are in the stands right so every time they score it's like they're waving towels (laughs) it's like it was like so bizarre the, the, it's
3: interesting because the NHL has been able to do this with no fans through this entire time, and the game hasn't seemed to
1: lack. No, and it hasn't. But it's, there, there's, uh, I mean, I don't know, it's, it is it is different. I mean, like, even, like, just hearing the cadence, like, you know, I mean, you're in New Orleans, you're never going to hear the cadence when Tom's out there. Like, I mean, you can hear it clear as day. You can hear him making his
0: checks. Like, it's just, like, it's, it's eerie, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, keep it going down there,
0: pal.
3: Hey, appreciate it, man.
0: Big uh, big Tampa Bay Lightning fan now, AQ. Everybody oh, gets, gee, huh?
3: what a pander party you got <laughs> listen, going on out go to
1: Listen, I just go to wherever people win championships. That's, that, <laughs> that's the cities that I try and find,
3: all right? Hey, I agree. The fucking Penguins stink. Get them out of here. I can't win with them, won't win with them. I'm moved on, too. Maybe I'm coming to Tampa. Maybe I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan as well. What about Dallas? Fuck the stars!
0: <laughs> oh no! way. So you're you're officially on Tampa. How many games? How many games is gonna take them to win the series? Uh,
3: are they in any games right now? Is it zero? They haven't started. Haven't started yet. Oh yeah! Everybody knows this screen to go fucking six games. Four two, ain't no problem here. Ain't no. That's game.
0: what I'm saying. Tampa in six for Pat. Mark it down.
3: I don't know a Walk single player on either team.
0: Did you see Victor Hedman kick a 50-yard field goal?
3: Oh yeah, I do know that. Big guy.
0: six-foot-six sweet.
3: I don't have a clue. All right, AQ. See you, bub. See you, Bob.
0: (laughs) A little bit of football talk for you, and that's hockey talk.
3: Cheers.